Welcome to the official podcast of the Hoffeld Group. Your host is the CEO and Chief Sales Trainer of the Hoffeld Group, David Hoffeld. Welcome to the Science of Selling, the place where you get actionable sales insights that are backed by hard science. I'm your host, David Huffelt. Many of you, I'm sure, are familiar with the old sales adage, people buy on emotions and justify with logic. But is that really true? Many years ago, when I first got into studying the science and applying it to selling, I found that this was a question I could stump anyone with the time I Had some fun with it. Any sales trainer I could go up to and say, do emotions matter in selling? And of course, they all would say, of course they do. And I said, well, if I disagreed with you, if I said, I don't think emotions matter in selling, I think people make logical decisions. How could you prove that what I'm saying isn't correct? And they wouldn't know what to say. I mean, think about it. Everyone agrees that emotions matter, but do they really? And so we're going to talk about that. And then more importantly, If they do matter, which they do, we're going to talk about why that is. There is a definitive answer that you can prove emotions matter. And we also know what they do within the sales context so we can get past these generic platitudes and get into really what emotions do. And then more importantly for us, how do you engage people on an emotional level? What does that even mean? So we're going to talk about that all in today's podcast. So buckle up. Here we go. Let's talk about do emotions matter in selling? And the reason this is such a perplexing question for sales trainers and sales leaders to answer if someone says, well, prove it, is because there's only one way to do it. And that is you have to go to neuroscience. In other words, when you're talking about how our brains are influenced to make buying decisions and do emotions matter in our brain's decision-making process, you have to go to the science of the study of the brain, right? That doesn't seem too far-fetched, I I don't think. And so when you look at the neuroscience data and the studies in this, we can speak conclusively that emotions matter and what they really do, which is equally important. How do we know this? I'm going to give you a couple quick examples. We're going to go through this lightning fast. If we look at a number of the research in neuroscience, we'll look at, for example, the work of Antonio Damasio. He is one of the most well-known neuroscientists who has analyzed people's decision-making process after they have severe brain injuries where they're not able to access their emotions. And he has found that people, when they couldn't access their emotions, become pathologically indecisive. So they struggle to make even basic choices. Now, throughout human history, philosophers had always speculated that emotions cloud our decision-making and that if we could just get to more of a logical bent towards decision-making, well, that individual who could limit the emotions from clouding their judgment would be a philosopher king, they said. Neuroscientists have proven that that is not accurate because people that have had brain injuries where they cannot access their emotions struggle with basic things. For example, Damasio talks about how one of his patients who had a severe brain injury couldn't access his emotions would struggle to decide what time to make the next appointment to meet with Damasio. He would go back and forth doing a cost and benefits analysis of the time and weighing in potential for bad weather and traffic and how close it would be to meals and evaluating endlessly. And it would go on for hours until Damasio would say, let's just do 
Thursday at three. And he's like, oh, uh, okay. We start to understand this as we get deeper into the neuroscience. Let me give you one example again from Damasio and his research. He, in one study, had individuals with normal brain function and individuals who, due to the brain injury they had, had lost their capacity to access their emotions. And he had them look at a series of pictures while hooked up to a polygraph machine. And though most of the pictures were just bland nature scenes, a few were graphic, highly disturbing images. When the participants with normal brain function viewed the unsettling images, the measurements on the polygraph jumped, as you would expect. However, and this is interesting, when those with brain injuries viewed those same disturbing images, there was no movement on the polygraph. These individuals could not feel their emotional judgments of the image, and that lack of emotion rendered them unable to respond. In fact, tragically, he cites this in the research, they would interview these individuals after the study was over, and people would be alarmed. I mean, they would say, I know I should feel something when I see that, but I don't feel anything. Emotions do more than we originally thought centuries ago when philosophers said, if only we could get rid of them, we'd be able to make better choices. The opposite is true. Emotions are what we use to assign value and mark something as good or bad. It's how buyers distinguish between what matters and what is irrelevant, since emotions are how the brain evaluates options and determines preferences. Emotional assessments are the basis of the decision-making process. In other words, when you take emotions out of the equation, the equation doesn't work. That you and I and our buyers, without emotions, would be unable to make buying decisions. We would struggle far more than we do now. So emotions are a big part of selling. Why? Because they're how our brain assigns value. How we say, okay, this matters. This doesn't. That's important. I need to do this now. Or I don't. Those are all emotional judgments. And it's important for us to understand this because usually when we talk about emotions and sales, we all just say emotions matter. And then we move on as if nothing had happened. But science tells us not only do they matter, they matter more than we think. And these infantile ideas about emotions that we have in selling because people refuse, refuse to look at the scientific literature, we need to throw those off and embrace this because it tells us not only what emotions do, but what we can do about it. Ah, you guys got me all riled up now. Okay, let's get into what we should do. How can we engage people's emotions. Let me summarize this in a way that I found really helpful when I read some of this research early on many, many years ago. And that is one neuroscientist said it best. He said, listen, it's the logical part of your brain, your neocortex, that allows you to look at someone walking towards you and say, she's my cousin. But he said, it's the emotional part of your brain that then allows you to say, and I can't stand her. And that's best summarized by two social psychologists, well-known social psychologists, Chip and Dan Heath, brothers who say that's what emotions does for an idea. It makes people care. If your buyers don't have emotions, strong emotions towards you and what you're selling, they won't care. They'll go dark. They'll ignore you. Why? Because we didn't engage their emotions. So I don't know about you. I'm all excited now. 
because emotions are how value is perceived. It's how urgency is created. It's how preferences are formed. How can we engage people in an emotional way? Couple things I'm going to share really quickly. Number one, leverage stories. Stories access people's emotions. In fact, in The Science of Selling, my first book, I wrote about this. And in my new book now that comes out March 2022, we talk more about stories on how to use them to engage people's emotions and walk you through a number of exercises. But what's really interesting about stories that I'll share real quickly is that stories engage people's emotions and they bypass the brain's typical resistance to persuasive message by reducing its inclination to create counter arguments to what you're saying. Here's how a couple of scientists explain it. They say because people produce fewer negative thoughts about a message delivered as part of a story, people should be more persuaded when facts are embedded within a story as opposed to presented alone. So stories engage people's emotions. They are sticky. They're more likely to be remembered. One study found by 11 times more likely when you take a fact and put it in a story than when just presenting the fact in isolation. So stories are very powerful. And we've talked about that. So we have a lot of great training on stories. You want to check out an award-winning workshop called Selling with Stories. And we've talked about it before in our podcast as well, a little bit about stories. So check that out. But that's one thing we can do. Second is something that I want to get deeper into in the coming months, because I think it is one of the biggest ways we can engage people's emotions. And it's one of the best ways to take whatever you're sharing right now about your product or service and company, the value you're sharing, and take it to a whole nother level. And that is second level assessment questions. These allow people to assess what you're sharing. We have so much great training on this. I'm not going to go into it today because that is a whole nother topic that is so important. I want to give ample time to it. But Second level assessment questions where you're guiding people in assessing the value that you've shared. So second level assessment questions, and these are so, so powerful, and it's something you want to uh, leverage. Anytime you present value, you want to engage these. But let's continue on. I want to share some other really simple things that you can do right now, stories and second level assessment questions, so impactful, game changers. They take a little bit, though, to really master. Let me share with you some things you can do right away to engage people at an emotional level that don't take much time to master. Number one, using humor, getting people to laugh, getting people to smile, injecting humor into your sales process is one of the things you can do. I know the first interview, one of the first interviews I ever did, this is a long time ago, was for an article that talked about humor within selling. And there's a lot of great ways. I've written a few articles on this since then as well. There's a lot of great ways that you can use humor when you're selling to inject people with positive emotions. Second thing you can do, talk about what people are interested in. This is often great to do in the warm up. Like if someone just got back from a fun vacation or their son or daughter is on a sports team that did well, you can. Talk to them about that, injecting people with positive emotions by identifying what they care about. Third thing you can do, again, in that warm-up, is talk about things that people enjoy. One thing I do all the time, I live in Minnesota, whereas I'm sure many of you are aware, it's extremely cold most of the year. The winters here are just brutal. And so we'll often talk about the weather 
early on in a sales call. And of course, I live in Minnesota and the person I'm talking to probably doesn't. Most of my clients don't, though a few do. Um, most of them don't. And so wherever they're at, it's usually warmer than where I am. So they'll say, well, what's the weather like? And and I'll say, it's uh, 10 below zero. How about you? And they'll say 55 degrees. And they'll feel good about their life and the choices they made. And me, not as much in that moment. But regardless, it's a way to inject positive emotions, I found. Talking about the weather, because they're always better off than me. But also conveying emotions. This is really interesting as well. When you are passionate about something, convey that. Because that passion, researchers call this emotional cognition, meaning it draws you in. When someone is passionate about what they're sharing, we instinctively begin to feel that passion. And so I want you to train yourself. If you care about what you're selling, and I hope you do, otherwise look for another job, right? Why are you selling it? But if you genuinely, authentically care about what you're selling, and you think it can really help those you're selling to, which I hope you do, or I would question why are you selling something you don't think will help people. So convey that, convey that passion. And this was something that sometimes you have to train yourself to do. I'm very passionate about science-based selling and that comes through pretty naturally. But I remember sometimes when I did my earliest videos that some of them are still on YouTube, some of my early ones, I don't convey that passion well. You know, it was just a new experience for me. This is probably seven, eight, nine years ago. In some of those early videos where it's just a bunch of lights, you're with a green screen behind you and there's a camera guy in the room and you're just talking. And so it wasn't an energizing environment. And so I realized after I started making a few videos that I wasn't really conveying the passion that I genuinely have. After I became aware of that, I just started to naturally allow that to flow out. And now, now I just try to, even like right now, I'm realizing I'm getting quite animated. It naturally comes out now. But at first it did. When you don't convey passion, when you are passionate, genuinely, I don't want you to fake anything. But if you're genuinely passionate, and the vast majority of salespeople I talk to are passionate about what they sell, they believe in it, you want to convey that. And so you want to analyze yourself. Am I authentically conveying that passion? If not, becoming aware of that is often the first step. So you want it to always be you. But if you're passionate, convey that because that is infectious. What the research shows with emotional cognition is when you convey strong emotions, it infects people. Now, you might say, well, David, what if I'm talking to a buyer and they're in a negative emotional state and I'm trying to convey passion? Like, will their negativity influence me? Will my positivity influence them? There is a study that addresses this. And I remember reading this and I thought it was just fascinating. What the researchers found was the emotional state that wins, that dominates the others, is the one that's presented the strongest. In other words, if someone is in a negative emotional state and you're presenting your passion and you're coming across authentically and you're, you're presenting it, meaning your positive emotions is at a higher degree than their negative are being represented, then your positive emotions will infect them. Fascinating research in this area. So you want to make sure, A, it's you. You want to be authentic. I don't want you to be like a hyper little kid running around because that just annoys everybody. If it's not authentic, if it's not really you, 
I don't want you faking anything, but I want it to be you. If you're passionate, reveal that in a way that's consistent with your personality and the way you present. And when you do, that can be very infectious. And you'll find just the way you present will cause people to care more about what you're saying. So you can engage people emotionally through your non-verbal behaviors. I'm talking about your voice inflections. I'm talking about your gestures. I'm talking about just the way you present yourself and your ideas. So give that all some thought. We've talked about a lot of things when it comes to emotions. Much more could be said, but I think I've given you a number of things to chew on. So what I would encourage you to do is I went through that list really quickly, but I want you to think of one thing you can do right away to begin to engage people on a more emotional level because emotions are what create the buying decision. And we know that not because some sales trainer said it or even because I said it. We know that because of science. It also tells us emotions are how we define value. It's how we say something is good or better than something else or something isn't good. So we want to engage people on an emotional level because when you do, they'll care more about what you're sharing. They'll be more engaged and it's a way you can help them through the decision making process. Boy, I hope you had as much fun on this podcast as I did today. This is a fun topic to talk about because it's so misunderstood, yet it matters so much. And once again, as I say very often, science brings so much clarity to this that people's opinions just don't. So I would encourage you get deeper into the science of selling. And again, check out our website, huffogroup.com. A lot of great resources for you there. And check out past podcasts as well, because we've talked about a number of the topics that we address very briefly today in some past podcasts and a few other ones like second level assessment questions. We're going to talk about more in the future, but that's something you want to master because they can make a huge difference. Well, with that, let me say this, apply what you learned today, pick one thing, practice it, start using it, and then get out there and sell something. We'll see you next time. <music>